Hello and welcome to The Little Pod, a little podcast where we take on big ideas, ask the big questions and hopefully offer a big load of support for all of you out there with little ones under five. We're coming to you from Oxford University Press, where language is at the heart of all our publishing, from the Oxford English Dictionary to children's fiction and picture books. And we're hoping to tap into some of that today with loads of practical ideas for parents looking to raise the communicators of the future. I'm Robin Belfield and it's really good to be back. So let's get started and meet our guests. So today in the studio we have Jack, who is a dad to a four-year-old boy and a seven-year-old girl. Hi Robin, thank you for having me here today. And joining us a little bit later on for what the experts say, we're lucky to have Samantha Armstrong, who is Head of Home Learning at Oxford University Press. Sam works on the children's dictionaries and manages the children's language corpus, where they analyse how children use language themselves in creative writing. Hi, looking forward to talking about words today. Thank you both so much for being here. Let's get started with today's big question. The big question. So today the question we're going to be tackling is, what can you do to build your child's vocabulary? It's a pretty simple question, with a big impact if you can do it. Knowing different words and how to use them in lots of situations is key to everything your child will do at school and how they communicate throughout their life. But today we're going to talk in real practical terms about the different things you can do with your three to five-year-old to build up their inner dictionary, equip them with the vocabulary they'll need to express themselves and hopefully start growing a love of words and language that will last a lifetime. So let's start with you, Jack. As a parent, when you're talking with your children, how much do you think about their vocabulary, what words they know and what words they don't know or or words they might be learning? Uh, So when I'm talking to them, I don't try to change how I'm speaking. I try to use the words that I use that I feel best fit into that sentence or what I'm trying to explain. When they don't know what I'm trying to say or they they question what that word means, then I'll either try and use a different word that's similar to it, that means the same thing, or explain that question or that word to them in a way that they understand, um, to always try and have new words like flowing. Great. And is there anything that you do at the moment to deliberately introduce new words to them? Uh, not at the moment. Um, we, we've kind of hit a stage now where the words that we, we use very regularly, he is just used to, and that's his kind of set at the moment. Um, we used to read like books or like flashcards um, with like different transport or colours or just different pictures with, with the word underneath it. Um, so that he could like realize what it is um, and match the word to the to the picture, um, and that really helped. Great. And uh, you've talked about reading. What are the things they 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 like to read? Uh, so there's a series of books um, where the main character is called Albie, 
Um, my little boy is called Albie as well. So he kind of looks at them books and it's like, that's me. Um, he really enjoys reading them during like bedtime or, yeah, he's got the whole collection now. So reading is obviously a big strategy into introducing new, new words. Do you, do you think that's working? Yes, um, it, it certainly does work. Um, having all the, like, there's loads of different words in books and different names and characters. Yeah, it, it's, it's a big thing. Great, thank you. Uh, do you find it difficult or, or do you face any difficulties when, when trying to introduce new words or, or find it challenging? Not really. Like sometimes, yes, it can be frustrating if they don't understand the word. Um, and no matter how many times you're trying to explain it or different ways of like using that word, um, but it's just like persistence and like trying to find different different words that mean the same thing um, to to try and widen the words that they know. Great, thank you. Sam, it would be great to hear your views on all of this. So let's find out what the experts say. What the experts say. We started to mention some of the reasons it's helpful to build strong vocabulary earlier. But Sam, can you explain to us in more detail why it is so important for children? Um, it's important because it's um, about being part of the story about communicating being in the conversation in the world um, it gives you access to the world whether you're reading stories for fun um, at bedtime or uh, uh, you know just being able to read as you go um, around in your everyday world and being able to express yourself and communicate your meaning clearly um, then gives you um, a good sense of self-esteem that people can understand what you're uh, what you're trying to to tell them to share with them, and you can understand what they're telling you. So learning, um, and then that also knocks on to behaviour. So um, you know, feeling listened to um, obviously helps us to behave appropriately for different situations. And in school, um, vocabulary definitely impacts on attainment. And we can see that going through primary and into secondary as well. So it's really important that being part of the conversation. With OUP, you've done a lot of work on uh, the word gap. Can you explain what that is and, and why that's significant? So the word gap um, typically refers to um, children in early years settings or entering primary school who have um, a vocabulary that is far below the age-related expectations. There will always be groups of children who perhaps have uh, less vocabulary, and that's to be expected. So, for example, English as an additional language. But really, in reality, the word gap can apply to all children. Um, an OUP, we track and monitor children's language and vocabulary. We have the um, world's biggest database, the Oxford Children's Corpus, which contains material that is written for children to read and also written by children, so the kind of language they create themselves when writing stories and so on. Um, we use that to analyse and track vocabulary and context and how children are using different words and to um, really uh, just see how um, vocabulary is being used. We also do language research. 
And so back in 2018, we created a report called Why Closing the Word Gap Matters Through Market Research with Primary and Secondary Schools. And on average, the primary teachers that, that uh, answered the market research, took part in the, in the research, 49% of the year one children were, um, had limited vocabulary um, such that it impacted on their learning, their ability to understand and to um, take on information and learn in, in year one, which is obviously really important. And we know that um, from other research, we know that five-year-olds with a limited vocabulary are four times more likely to struggle to read as adults and three times um, more likely to have mental health issues as they grow up as well. So um, vocabulary and being able to express yourself and communicate is is just key. We also know anecdotally the pandemic had a huge impact on children and not going into school and not being either in the classroom setting or in the playground um, and interacting and being able to be part of those worlds and have the vocabulary relating to those words has been really um, detrimental. We've we've talked a lot about schools and and schools will have things in place to try and help increase uh, children's vocabulary. So how important is it for parents to focus on this before their children start school? There will be lots of focus on and lots of new words when children get into school. Um, And I think for all parents who are sending their little ones off for the first time, it's a scary situation. Everything is going to be new, new people, new rules, new expectations, new smells. Um, so I think if we can try to give children the, vo- the vocabulary, familiarise them with some of the things they may come across at school that they are less likely to at home, that's a good, a good tip. So for example, just to think of uh, kind of the beginning of the day, uh, you might be asked to put your coat on a peg. Um, maybe we don't do that at home. So introducing coats on pegs um, what's, a, what's a peg? Where's your name? Knowing what your name looks like. And um, they may have to stand in line. So the kind of vocabulary around that would be in front of, behind, next to, between. Again, those words um, might be ones that we could just throw into, into our speaking when we're at home. Um, the table, sitting at the table. Not everybody sits at the table to have meals or to have a table in the, in the family home. So in school, there'll be lots of sitting at the table and sitting quietly and waiting. So just beginning to think about the kind of everyday things that children might come across when they get into school so that they're more familiar. And at least that part won't be something that they have to navigate. Um, Jack, let's bring you back into the, the conversation. Do you have a question for, for Sam? So I tried to talk to my child about words that they don't understand or know yet when we're reading. But is there anything we can do whilst we're out and about? I think out and about um, actually does offer just as many opportunities for um, thinking about new words, different words. So um, telling stories when you're out and about, taking turns, what might happen next, being imaginative, making them funny. That that's always a good way into um, entertaining both um, you and and the children maybe on a long car journey. I spy, you know, it's an old favourite, but actually that's that's another way. Um, alphabet games, thinking about um, different words for different letters of the alphabet um, can be fun. And I think also just expanding on, um, on one thing can actually give you a lot more um, range of words. So thinking about food, what does it taste like? What does it smell like? Is it crunchy? Um, thinking about what colours they are. So introducing those kind of words in settings as you go 
And then, um, you know, when we're out and about, life happens, things go wrong. It's not always smooth, smooth sailing. And um, sometimes there are tears and tantrums. And those are actually a good opportunity to think about helping your child to be able to s- express themselves, to say how they're feeling. And that's um, a vital skill in self-regulation, um, which comes into play a lot when you're in school and in life generally. Um, so being able to kind of explore what went wrong and why it went wrong and introducing words like share and take turns so that your child is not bewildered by the feelings and over, overwhelmed by them can actually talk through them and, and tell somebody how they're feeling and why they feel that way. So really out and about is just as a, a good an opportunity um, as when you're at home reading books. And you mentioned reading at home. What are the other sorts of things we can do at home to help improve our, our child's vocabulary? Reading is, is always uh, a go-to. So that's a great one because it's, it's there in front of the page and lots of um, chatting and conversation about the characters and the pictures and so on. You can read anything, you can read street signs, can read labels on tins in the cupboard, um, you know, really about just reading anything and everything. But we could be singing, we could be making up rhymes and playing alphabet games um, is, always, is always good. And I was thinking about the kind of vocabulary that we use uh, every day and we're all, we all have our kind of safe words that we use and we might call them overused words words like big good nice happy sad those those kind of words that we go to but if the next time that they come up then if you can try and think about um, alternatives for those words so for words for big might be enormous or massive or gigantic or ginormous making up your own words and having fun kind of putting different words together is lots of is um is lots of fun it's a good game and for happy, you might say, oh, cheerful or jolly or uh, introduce a phrase like over the moon. So that's always good. And then um, for sad, you might say some, maybe you're feeling a bit glum or a bit gloomy or um, a bit miserable. So um, thinking about playing and dropping in, replacing, repeating and rephrasing. There's loads of good strategies there. And, and I'm just thinking about the parents who've got children approaching school age. Is there a, a, a benchmark they should be aiming for? No, not at all. I think um, it's not about the number of words or correcting vocabulary or um, trying to focus on, on new vocabulary all the time in a concerted way. It's about having fun with language and really about tuning in to the words that you use, um, explaining, rephrasing. Um, and I was thinking about the kind of... Um, familiar vocabulary that we all use our kind of safe zone and maybe worrying that you don't know that many words yourself and therefore thinking this is going to be challenging for me but um, as we go about our daily lives we do um, get exposed to lots of different types of vocabulary so even in conversation with people they might may use words that you don't normally use and you can pick those up Um, sports commentary they use different types of um, language we can we can use and explore some of those listening to things on the radio. So that's um, a good way of, of building your own vocabulary and then using those in front of children and not being frightened to kind of try words out. They might feel a bit uncomfortable at first, but that's the same as what your child is doing. So it's about having fun and, and playing with language. Um, something like, I'm thirsty. You could say, I'm parched instead. And it's kind of funny and it's good to try different, different words together. And are there different types of vocabulary? 
there are different types of vocabulary. So there, um, one way of looking at them is uh, by tier, tier one, two and three vocabulary. So tier one is the kind of words that we use every day, uh, the kind of words that are very easy for um, uh, doing at home, improving at home, thinking of uh, items around the home like a book or cat or happy, sad, walk. That's all everyday language. Um, and tier two is more, is slightly more academic, sort of subject related words, but that are used um, frequently. So you, you're using them um, in lots of different contexts. And then uh, tier three is the very specifically academic vocabulary that's really only used within that particular area, which is a much higher level than we're talking about today. Um, but even coming up to kind of reception year one, year two, children will be thinking about words like experiment or equipment. Um, and you can think about those in terms of uh, baking at home, mix, add, those kind of uh, words. Um, thinking about your computer at home, so um, a keyboard, uh, mouse is a good one because it's a word with two meanings, which is um, a kind of language complexity, which um you know children get exposed to and um, actually kind of have quite a lot of fun with so um, maybe the environment words like recycle and thinking about pollution animals the world around us and everyday things like the days of the week or the seasons these are all kind of tier two vocabulary that you might not use every day but that we can build up thanks so much there's so much in there um if we were going to break it down into the top tips for how parents and carers can help build their child's vocabulary, what, what might you suggest? So my top tip would be, number one would be read. As we've touched on already, reading stories, whether it's fiction or non-fiction, taking the lead from your children, what they're, what they're interested in and reading much, you know, as much of that as you can get your hands on. Um, and also reading things as you go about everyday life. So my second tip would be uh, talk and um, to think about the kind of words that you might have in your head that you're not actually sharing with children and, and using those in everyday conversations. So words like explain, um, describe or instructions, they might be um, sound quite difficult words for, for little children, but actually um, putting them out there. So let me explain the meaning or the lady explained where we had to go. Um, that's showing what a difficult word like explain might mean or describe, let's describe the dog. So talking and annotating what you're doing and instructions. Well, a recipe is instructions or a flat pack is instructions. So identifying those as instructions, then again, that's a way of introducing new vocabulary. So it's really just talking in lots of different ways. Um, and then my third tip would be stories. It's about either telling each other stories or reading stories, but if you're, and, and getting conversations going, a story can be what happened to you this morning. Um, and um, if that seems like a bit of a challenge, then you think about the five W's and one more, then that these are kind of question stems that are good ways into getting conversation going. So that's who, what, why, when, where, and the last one is how. And those are good question starters to get, to get the conversation going. Great stuff. It's so great listening to all those suggestions. And you can really see what an important tool uh, this will be for little ones as they learn and grow.
We hope you've got some practical ideas from this podcast and now you have some great ideas to go away with and help build your little one's vocabulary. We'll be back soon with another little pod taking on another big question. But until then, my thanks again to both our guests for sharing their experience and advice. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Robin, it's been a pleasure. It's been fantastic to have you both with us. And to all our listeners, we look forward to you joining us again next time here on The Little Pod. 